to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 107. Episode 107. The Empty Man. <laughs> See, Charlotte did message me about this because she watched it a day before I did. And you compared it to Camp Blood, which No, I, I said I'd rather watch Camp Blood, which I is think, even worse. I think that is incredibly harsh. I just think I had a premeditated idea of what the film was going to be about. And for a while... It went that way, and then it just went a bit mindfuckery, and I was like, "Wait, one minute!" Like, yeah. So my, I agree with you. the The problems that I think uh, are there with this film is it, it's it's kind of like so it's got like the truth or dare or the countdown element where it's a, like a cheesy a cheesy myth yeah. game where you 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 summon this thing, but no one believes it's real, and then it starts haunting you. And then you've got to find a way to stop it, which is normally by Googling or going to a library. However, on this one, it kind of switches halfway and it's like, yeah. oh, now it's a cultist film. And it keeps bouncing back between the two. And then it becomes two. a bit psychological. And then yeah. it's like, it just, it seemed to be a lot, tried to be a lot of things. And I think for the acting, for the, the storyline itself, I just was not invested. I was watching it and just thinking, I'm so, like, I thought you, I'm surprised I thought you were going to be like, what the fuck is this, Charlotte? See, I didn't hate it. I thought it was okay. I thought the acting was all right. It wasn't the worst film we reviewed. Uh, I wouldn't watch it again. But that being said, it wasn't like some of the films we've watched or just some films in general. I'm sat there thinking, fucking hell, is this ever going to end? Or, See, I was this whinge- was a bit long-winded, this film, but I think the introduction was far too long. I was whinging to Wayne this morning. I was like, I'm not being funny. I was like, Oliver comes to me more than I come to him, way more. I was like, 99% of the time, Oliver comes to me and I come to him. However, the last thing I want to fucking do on a Sunday is drive out to Barton with no other purpose to review a film that is fucking <laughs> shit. I was like, if it was supposed to be, if it was going to be like Scream 4 or the review yeah. of Halloween or something like that, I'd have been buzzing for it. And I'd have been, I'd have really not minded. But the fact that I've had to drag my sorry ass out on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. When you've just got the new... When I've just got a new Xbox and a new fucking yeah. Hogwarts Legacy game. And I've got a come here, no offence, <laughs> do a review and then leave, it, it just winds me up. <laughs> and the the law of the empty man is so whack. Like, it's just... the I, I did find... Like, for example, Bloody Mary, it's still scary. Like, the, yeah. the empty man, I just... It just made no fucking yeah. sense whatsoever. And I thought, like, at one point, it was going towards a grudge sort of... No, not a grudge, a ring sort of thing. You know, like, you've got seven days after you've watched the video. Because then it started saying, like, on the first night, you can hear him. On the second night, you can see him. And on the third night, you find him or something like that. How many fucking days passed? Yeah, th- this was my... This was actually one of the things that I was thinking about during the film. When... I, I think, to be fair, when I, when I went back and thought about it, you're right, it does seem like a lot of days have passed, but it's only gone from daylight to night once. Mm. However, there was a lot of scenes in one day which you wouldn't normally find during a film, and they didn't... Like, I was the same as you, because it, when, it, when it got to the end of one scene or something, or one, one day, but I didn't know it was a full day at the time, I was like, hang on a minute, isn't he supposed to have seen The Empty mm. Man by now? But then, oh, no, 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 it's still the same day, Like not, it's not gone to the next day, but... So much stuff's happened in that one one day on film time. It, it does get a bit confusing. Yeah, and I just... I think the backlog didn't... Like, the plot didn't help me. Like, the summary of it on... Dis- I watched it on Disney+. Plus and it said something like, uh, based on a chilling urban legend coming true. Like, that was it. So yeah. I was like, right, this is what it's going to be. And then it just wasn't that at all. So, some questions that bugged me. I, I made a list of them. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not, I don't know why you're telling me I'm going to be able to answer it, because I'd be like, no, you can write, yeah, actually. But, so, by, judging by the end, um, when, is it, what? what's the name of the, Amanda? Yeah. When Amanda's telling him everything, like, oh, you, we, we made you and everything, does that mean the whole film was fake? 
uh, was there actually an affair between James and? No, it wasn't. It was completely. Yeah, it was all. It was all made up. What's with the whispering? I didn't get. Where does that fit into the law? Yeah, I don't get that either. Yeah, because it it kind of. It, this is. What but is that saying? manifesting? Is that what it was doing? Is like they were all they were all whispering, weren't they? To a yeah, point? but this is what I'm saying. It's not part of the law. Like it's never explained. Like the part where you can whisper and possess someone to kill or convince someone to kill that's never included in the law i think i think that's more to do with manifestation so when you manifest something like you put it out into the world so i don't i don't know if it follows the sort of freddy krueger law so the idea that the more people know about him and the more people speak about him the more something comes true but you are right it's not mentioned there's no there's no specific thing to it and then the final one was why are on, why do only certain people commit suicide after um calling out for the empty man why only some why why are some in that? What wait there? I've got the uh, I've got it written down. Why only some in the Ponty? What so the Pontifex cult that's at this uh, massive building? Yeah. That I'm guessing they've all done the empty man or mm-hmm. have had some ties with it. Why are only why do only certain people commit suicide after after reaching out to the empty man? Uh, well, here we like well. He's the empty man by the end, isn't he? But he's not because the empty. Well, the, he is. Is, because is the, the vessel for vessel. the empty man to? Yeah. To it, get him. Unless because the empty man, he was like they were helping the empty man find a vessel. He was more tolerant of them. Well, the, does the does the empty man pick and choose? So, so for context, the the idea of the cult is the the empty man is like an entity in in a different dimension um, who can communicate between worlds. I think that's a point. Yeah. He can communicate between realities and stuff, which is where they, they get this worship from. But he needs a vessel to be able to do so. Um, yeah. Which is what happens at the start of the film when Pete gets falls Paul. down that hole. Is it Paul? Paul or Pete? Paul or Pete, one or the other. One of the Pete. Yeah, the, he, he falls down this hole and then he becomes the new vessel for the empty man. But where did that come from? Because he didn't like blow into a bottle. I think. I think it. I, I don't. I, it's a good question. Because it was like bone skeleton. Un- unless, thing, wasn't unless there? when he fell down, because they did find the the thing in Pete's hand that yeah. he blew him. So I'm wondering if he found it and blew it when he picked it up or whatever. I don't know. Again, it's kind of left yeah, to, to, to your imagination, which is fine in a film where, where um, it won't, like, some some films do play in your mind and you want to think, you want to try and figure it out, whereas this one I was kind of like, because it couldn't it couldn't decide whether it was here or there with either a cultist film or a, I don't even know what to call it, a, a, like a creepypasta film, essentially. Yeah, yeah that's, that's um, what it was. It couldn't decide between the two, and I don't think those two two genres mix anyway. I don't. I think it's quite. I, th- I think creepypasta films are a film of their own. You shouldn't then try and mix it up with. Yeah. It, for starters, I can't believe how long the film was. It, it was really, really long. It was. I think it was I, two hours seventeen minutes. I paused it, thinking, surely we must be fucking nearly done. I opened it up, and it had fifty-one minutes left, and I want to shoot myself. There's just. Too much, I yeah. think. I think it it's over, really badly paced. It overdoes it. It's al- it's almost like the director had one idea, but the, the uh, producers had another idea. Like, no, we want a cultist film. No, we want a creepypasta. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it now, just looking back at it, I do quite like, and I didn't really think about it before, but I quite like how we didn't know because I like halfway through this film, I've sort of talked about. Um, I can't remember his name is James. That's it. I was I was like, how do we know who? Like, what do we know about James? Like, why is it just this random guy? Why has he appeared here? And I didn't really think much about it, except, like, that's really bad plot acting. But I suppose if he was born three days ago, we know as much as he does. This is another question. Was he born three days... How can you... But born an adult? I don't think he was born. I think, I think he was, was brainwashed. I think he was brainwashed. Oh, do you? Yeah. I'm sure in the description, I, I, can't, I couldn't tell you without looking, and I might be well off here, so it, I could be very wrong. But I feel like I saw ex-military. Like, I don't know if that is no, the ex-police, ex-police officer. Oh, yeah, ex-police officer. But I thought that they just made that up. I thought, like, in their case file, she says you're a script. Like, yeah. they scripted you Yeah, so, I, so my thought was, has he been brainwashed into believing that this is... Because you can't just... Because he, he, he has to be a human to be a vessel, otherwise they could just do anything. So has, has he been brainwashed? That, that's what I want to... Again, it's just left unexplained. But I don't, it's yeah. not. It's not left unexplained for cinematic purpose. It's just left unexplained by lazy plot writing. Like, I think. I, I really hoped I'd come into this room today gaining some clarity on it. But I just feel more confused than I did when I started. But like I said, I I, I didn't think it was a bad film. It it was just not great. 
But when you say Camp Blood, I was expecting some serious... Because when, when I've got a film up and it said 2020, I was like, how can it be Camp Blood territory? No, not in terms of like visually and stuff like that, but I, you know, at least it was more fucking entertaining. I was, honestly, I think pro- it's probably one of the worst horror films I've ever seen because I was just so bored. And again, j- halfway through the film, I was I was wondering why is um, James so so desperate to find Amanda? Where, where, where's the link? What, yeah, exactly. Because he's... he's committing everything to it and is going through all this stuff and it's like we're never really we're never shown a reason why their bond is as strong as it is it's never explained to us or never shown to us yeah we we get the idea that maybe something happened with her mum with with yeah. james and but, then we find out it did yeah but again it, it's it, but it it's, didn't I, I felt no attachment to any of the characters no. which is and he just he was obsessed with like people knowing that he grew up in san francisco yeah Again. But is that because it's the only thing he knows? Yeah. It's, like, did yeah. he have a wife and child? Or were they were they scripted? I, I think they were scripted. The car crash. So did her did he dad lo- die? Because he, he lost him in a car crash. Did her dad die or was it scripted? Did he... Because he slept with the mum, but that was scripted. I've literally got no idea. So, like, do, is Amanda and her mum real? But then he believes that he slept with Amanda's mum, but she didn't. No, it was all written into his script. Like, what the fuck? Right, should we just get into it then? Yeah, I mean, I think we've sort of gone through the film without yeah. really thinking it. I, it's going to be a very fucking shit. I just feel like when you're really not into it, it's just not. Yeah, it is harder to... Yeah. Yeah, I do understand what you're saying. Right, okay, so starts off with chanting and walking through a forest. And it looks sort of like runes and a mountain and things like that. It's a snowy... Place. I mean, it looks really pretty. Yeah. But there's this group walking across a bridge to a mountain. There's a guy that hears a noise and he walks forward, but ends up falling through the cracks. And that's Paul. So the other guy, who I don't know the name of, like I fail to remember any of the names in this, apart from Paul, James, Amanda, and I think Nona or Nora is the mum. Right. But I can't be hundred percent sure. And he's Paul is sitting watching this creepy as fuck sort of skeleton with its bones collapsed over another. Like, what's that about? The skeleton did look good, to be fair. Oh, yeah, when, it when, I, when I saw it, it was a bit eerie. Um, um, but, yeah, I don't... I think I think that was just the demonic skeleton. I don't know. The demonic skeleton. Yeah. The character of its own. And he seems like he's in sort of trance. Now, he warns the guy that's coming close to him, if you touch me, you'll die. Yeah. But, like, what the fuck's that about? Was Paul the vessel... That went wrong because he was in the hospital, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Paul was a vessel, but it didn't. It didn't go wrong. They say at the end, um, a vessel can only like take that much power. Like it, it, it wears away, it withers, and it it needs a new vessel. Okay, okay. And that's why they designed James to be the way he is. Okay, so the, my first note was, "Don't touch him, you dickhead." If you had a guy that fall, fell through a crack and was sitting there looking like it was shit scary and said, "Don't touch me, you'll die." You won't touch it. I'd be long gone. So I was like, you know what? You deserve that. There's that's res- your fault. rescue teams for a reason. Yeah, that's your fault. He starts panting and crying and he literally ends up pulling Paul out of the mountain like crevice thing and they carry him back over the bridge. I did like the music score, yeah. I thought that it was really yeah. good. Like the humming and the chanting was really good when it was placed. Just it the opening had potential to set it up for a decent creepypasta film, like it, yeah. it, won't, it won't bad. I was so surprised yeah. when it ended at the Snowy Mountains and then went into a complete different place. Yeah, I was like, me oh. too. Especially because the introduction was so long. Yeah. And I was just like, well, what the fuck are we going to do now? But they end up in this abandoned house and Paul is near enough comatose. Everybody's watching him and like making sure that he's okay. And then it shoots to day two. So the snow's really bad and... The girl goes out searching or looking for something. And this was quite good. Yeah, it was so like, Yeah, there was like a black shadow like in the distance and it looked like a person at the start. Do you, do you remember um, Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. Do you remember that episode the... where there's that guy just stood in the yeah, room? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me yeah, of that a little like bit. It reminded me of, you know, do, do you remember the Muppets Christmas Carol? Never watched it. You have watched it because you've watched it with me as a kid. I'm not, remember I'm it not as a an fan. Adult. But yeah, it's like the ghost of Christmas yet to come. That's what it looks like. But yeah, it, it was creepy and it starts sprinting towards it. And yeah. that did freak me out. I was like, oh, okay, we're in for we're in for something good here. But she manages to get in the door and there's 
two guys banging on the door, the friends that she's with, and they think she's hallucinating because it's been cold and, you know, they've been abandoned and stuff like that. And the next night, Paul's whispering shit into one of the girls' ears, which was quite creepy. Yeah, that was like, creepy. He was lent over her. And in the morning, he's disappeared and just walked out. So they go to find him on... They, man, they manage to find him on day three. What the fuck were they doing for a day, by the way? Yeah, I don't understand, really. Was Did the call for help and was waiting for it? Or, or maybe they was waiting for the storm to pass, I don't know. Yeah, because the blizzard was pretty bad, yeah. really. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. So, day three, they end up finding Paul meditating in the freezing cold. Greg is losing at the, his... At the foot of a bridge, yeah, which is important. Exactly, apparently. yeah, he's at the bridge. Greg's losing his shit because he's like, he's doing this for attention, blah, 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 blah. The girl ends up stabbing Greg, who he was whispering yeah. in the rear to. It was good. Like, yeah. the, the opening, although it was long, I'm saying it's long now because I think the rest of the film didn't follow the potential yeah. that, the, that the opening created. But, um, yeah, the the woman who had uh, was got, got whispered into the night before just pulls out this kitchen knife and just starts stabbing... Um, the guy, stabs Greg. Yeah, stabs Greg in the back several times and, and he goes flying off his cliff. And then the other friend runs over and then she slices her neck and throws her off. Like, and they, then... like after that, I was like, how can she, like, I don't know. Where's, where's the rest of the film yeah, going but now? I, I was like, how can Charlotte say this is shit? Like, that was a sick opening, but then as the film went on. Yeah, but so then she, she ends up stepping back and she falls back off the cliff as well. And that's just the opening. Yeah, it was a long, I think, well, I don't know how long, long it was, but it, it was it a long It felt like opening. about 10, 15 minutes long. It was a long opening, considering that we didn't really learn that much. Uh, but then, as, you know what, fair play, because Paul is an important part later on in the film. So I do like that it wasn't just this random guy, it's someone that we'd already seen. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. It was a good opening, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it was a good opening. I just feel like... It lured you into something that it really wasn't going to be. And yeah. it threw me a little bit. This would have been really good. You know, should I do those short stories on YouTube and stuff like that? It would have been great as a short yeah, story. Yeah, you are right. If that, if that was like a, um, what oh, what's it called? Crypt TV. Yeah, that's if it. That, if that was like Crypt a, a Crypt TV video, just that 20 minute opening. Yeah. I, like, I'd rate it. It was, yeah. it was good. It was creepy. Yeah, it was decent. But it was only the opening sequence. And then we cut to... Webster Mills in Missouri. Is that how you say it? I think so, Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. And there's a guy called James and he's jogging. And then we also get it's it is at a weapon store. So it goes through his like his day-to-day morning, yeah. which is so fucking weird. But then he goes to a restaurant and he gets a, he gives a voucher from his wife that it was his birthday. And he gets a free meal and they sing happy birthday and all that. And then he sits with this girl, Amanda, and we don't really know who Amanda is to James. We know very little. Yeah. But does that maybe represent what James knows about his previous life, I guess? The fact that we know so little. Potentially. It wound me up, this scene, because she came... I think one of the first things she says was, I'm I'm concerned about you. And then... uh, after watching the full film, it makes sense, but for the for the hour and fifty minutes of the film where it's not explained, yeah, this scene was just absolute waffle to me. Yeah, like, it was Amanda, waffle. This Amanda just comes over and it starts th- talking. Yeah, you can tell they're trying to do this like creepy speech, but she's saying that much random shit. She's like talking in riddles. Yeah, that after I couldn't follow it, like because the things that she's saying are so random. Like you're thinking about the first two, and she said another ten by the time you've. You've tried to work it out. Yeah, and she says it's almost been a year, and we don't know why yet, but then we learn it's it's because of her dad's death. Yeah. And a lot's been going on, and she's really odd. She's talking about manifesting and says, our thoughts begin somewhere else. And she mentioned something else as well. We do it. Like, we, we're the ones who create those thoughts. And <coughs> that should have been an inclination that something was not going to go right in this film, to be fair, because it was just such a random thing to say. And... We learn also that he's on medication. That's an important thing to know as well because then are those med- is that medication there to keep him brainwashed? Yeah, to, to like keep him in a trance kind of thing. Because we never know why he uses it. No, it's not explained. Yeah, so maybe it's it's all going in there. But we'll, uh, we'll go with it. And then there's a woman calling for Amanda and she's gone missing and that's her mum. And we learn that James was Amanda's neighbour and sort of like a friend of the family as well 
and the guy like this guy is linked to the empty man because it it's really weird so he goes upstairs because because amanda's gone missing and there's like a there's like a bloody message it yeah. gave me like proper like chamber of secrets vibes yeah and it said the empty man made me do it and the police chief asks if they've got any pets yeah. because it wasn't human blood like they I, knew it from the spot i did rate that to be fair when when they said oh have you got any pets i was wondering like what a weird question to ask i nearly wrote it down saying why why mm. is that an important question but then they explain that they don't think it's human blood yeah and the police are pretty much saying because you're she's 18 she's packed her bags to leave There's yeah a, the, they can't do anything they can't report her as a missing person because it's not like she was taken she's a fully grown adult yeah. sort of thing but the guy searches through Amanda's stuff and there's loads of dark skulls and shit and Tulpa is written on the back of yeah. one of the things and I'm not quite sure. They explained Tulpa right at the end what it was. I'd, what was it? I can't remember. I think I'd lost interest at that point. They didn't explain what it was. Oh, fucking hell, I can't remember. But yeah, you obviously want that important. Yeah, but Tulpa was on the I think, back. I think it was a kind of like, gotcha moment to the audience. Like, yeah. It was right in front of you the whole time or, or something daft like that. I can't remember what it was. But there was this like black poster as well and it was like this black void. Yeah. And staring into it. And then there was something about the, what did they call it? What's the cult called? Pontifex. Pontifex. Yeah. And there was a card on it or something yeah. like that. And so that's, it's all been, it's sort of like the launching clues at you via this sort of bored yeah. and saying right make sure you remember this make sure you remember this and I hate it when they do that it's so obvious yeah so uh, th- this is like the first crossover from creepypasta to cult this is this is when they introduce yeah. the cult um, which I don't know I wouldn't have minded if it were if the t- if the cult was involved but like, like we've said it's it's kind of like th- that's the two main the horror should either be about the creepypasta or the cult. I don't mind having a cult film with a creepypasta like yeah, as a side story. Just sort of try to but they, they, yeah, they, these are like two main stories that are just clashing with each other. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And then you've got the guy James waiting outside the house, uh, sorry, the school, and he's yeah. sort of like waiting for a friend. And this is where it started to pique my interest a little bit more. And I was like, okay, because he meets this, I can't remember her name. I think Her name's like Devono or something yeah. like that. And they talk about what happened the night that she went missing. Yeah. And they talk about what they did a few nights before. And I quite liked this one. So they flash back to the bridge and they're a group of friends. They're talking about suicide and weird shit that... Teenagers talk about apparently, 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 apparently that's what that's the sort of conversations that, that's what we have. Cinematic universe thing that teenagers talk about. Yeah, and they find an empty bottle and they talk about the empty man. So night one, you hear him. Night two, you see him. And night three, he finds you. And everybody else like like sort of doesn't do it properly. Properly, they just sort of blow in the bottle yeah. and then pass it on. But then she does it properly, like, and then she's sitting and listening and hearing things. Because and... so so the rules for the empty man are you've got to be at a, you've got to go to a bridge and find a bottle. Yeah. You've got to blow into the bottle and then you've got to think about the empty man. Like you, I think that's how it how it works. You've got to think about him, and then you'll hear him straight away. Yeah. And then then it's day one, day two, day three. And then you get so that that's all it takes. It's not not very complicated. It yeah. just seems like some. Someone made up on the spot around a campfire However, to, for a we'll, scary story. However, I do consider the fact that I will never probably blow into a bottle again. Because <laughs> I, I was like... I would do this 100%. Would you stand yeah. on it? So if it was the dead of night and you, you, I was like, right, Ollie, we're off to the Humber Bridge with a bottle. I don't think it quite count. I don't know if it'd count or not. Yeah, of course it would. All right, we'll stand on a bridge with a bottle. Would you blow into it I would, in the dark hun- I would 100% blow right, into it. I'm going to test this theory. If when you we, do it as well, I'll do it. When we come back from Scream... <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna take a pause. We're gonna stand if we on pull over on the side of the fucking number bridge, there's gonna be police cars coming to us. Maybe we should maybe stick a different bridge, to be honest. Can you imagine what 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 are you doing this evening? Um, trying to summon the empty man. We're both just stood there with a fucking bottle, each. <laughs> bottle <in laughs> plastic one as well. That's all we could find. Because I don't I don't know if you're allowed to bring your own bottle. Do you have to? Because it you says you're supposed to supposed find to, a right, bottle. You have to find a bottle, don't you? Maybe if we drop a bottle the day before. And then pick it up. Then to be again in the this bit you're on about where they're in the car speaking, she sees the empty man, 
um, which is creepy. And sees like, him meditating as well. Yeah, I love a lurker. I, I love... Love a lurker. Yeah, you know it's one of my, like, I'm a sucker for it when you see the uh, the antagonist in the background somewhere. Yeah, in a shadow. I love, yeah, I love shit like that. So, again, there I was kind of like, oh, this this could be all right. This could get scary. Yeah, this is where it invested me again. I was like, okay, this is what it is. This yeah. is the story, okay? Just, just put it out there, this film is not scary. Um, no, it's not a it's, horror. It's more, it's more, it's like a thriller. yeah. In brackets, horror kind yeah. of thing. I'm never paying attention to Disney Plus again when it says something's a horror because it's nah. on the line. So, back to present day, the friend is seeing things and Brandon, who also did the Empty Man ritual, is missing as well. And Lisa, the other friend, is gone too. And, the sorry, I'll... Dead yeah, dog. The, the, the dead dog. What? That was so unnecessary. Yeah, but that was the animal that she killed. Oh. When she said, pet, do you have any pets? Oh, right. Uh, was, Still was unnecessary. It? Yeah, that's why he, That's uh, why it was there, I presume. It was at a different house, though. Yeah, but we don't know if it was her. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. It was. It, was. it did make me really sad, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Golden shit. Retriever as well, man. Come yeah, on. I know. I t- honestly, whenever I see a dog die in a horror film, and I like pick the film... I'll message Ollie and say I'm sorry because I didn't even realise. I should have gone on... I might does the dog die everything every time before I'll thingy it. I want does the dog die to sponsor us. That's what my first sponsor. Does the dog die? Tell you. If we say it enough, yeah. maybe they will. Or maybe they'll just be like, fuck Make it. Make sure you check it out, guys. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, James goes to the bridge. And look, if you... I know that we're in real time and you and me would say, oh, yeah, we'd do it. That's not a problem, blah, blah, blah. But... If you were in James's situation, there were three, four kids missing after this whole empty man thing. The one that you did speak to looked disturbed as fuck. You wouldn't go to that fucking bridge and do it. Yeah, and perform the ritual. Like, like stupid. Yeah. Stupid. That's, it's just one of them... It's just one of them ones where you're like, for fuck's sake, that's such a slap in the face of the audience. Because it... Yeah. It... I know it's cliche in horror films that it's like one of the don't don't go in the closet don't don't go yeah. there but for fuck's sake oh three what what was it three kids are missing another one that I'm looking for yeah um dead dog blood written dead on dog the, blood written on the window the empty man made me do it oh let me do the empty man ritual yeah. you just you just <laughs> don't do it on the first so on the top line I'll put do not fucking summon the empty man and then on the next one it's you literally deserve everything you get you dickhead yeah so he summons it on the <clears> same bridge doesn't he and then he is the running. Or something. Yeah. He is, he is uh, the empty man. But then he goes down the pipeline of the tunnel on the bridge and there's a row of four bodies hanging. Yeah. Love a, love a mass suicide in a horror. Yeah. Creepy shit. Lovely. But again, this is this is what I'm saying though. It's literally like two minutes ago it was the creepypasta but now we're kind of back to cult. It's like mass suicide group yeah. hanging. It's, it's back and so forth. So are they all involved in Pontifex? No, I don't think they are. Maybe that's why only certain people commit suicide, though. Maybe if... No. Again, do you not, do we, you sh- think, we shouldn't be writing the script for this. Do you think the cult was manipulating them to commit suicide? No, I think it would have been the Empty Man. Um, may, maybe because cause Pontifex essentially worship the Empty Man, don't they? Yeah. So maybe they're the ones who get spared. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, the, the, all the friends that partook in that uh, ritual on the bridge that night, except for Amanda and what is a friend called... Devana. Devana. Devara. Devara. Yeah, Devara. So except from Amanda and Devara, all the other sh- the, the other kids are now hanging under the bridge. Yeah. But why did it take so long to get to her? To get to... Devara. It's a good question, actually. Like, why was she not hanging with the rest of them? She must have survived the next night. Or did she die the same night? She died the same night, but why would... Yeah, why, like, why would she die Why would the empty man have let her live? Do you know what I mean? For an extra... Yeah. Oh, why don't they all just hang? Again, doesn't make sense. And then James gets a nosebleed and at that point, you know, you're fucked. Like, you are done. Yeah. If you start having a nosebleed after you've done a satanic ritual or an empty man ritual, you... It's the end of you, I'm sorry. Literally. Yeah, you're done for. So then it cuts to Devara in the bathroom and she's apparently a billionaire because she's got, like, this sauna room. The yeah. bathroom was... Well, you're assuming room. it's a bathroom or she's just a nudist. Yeah, but it's a sauna room. Yeah, but it... I did think... Because when she got a kit off, I thought, fucking hell, that's a bit confident in like a public. Well, I thought she pub- was in her bathroom. Yeah, she 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 probably was if she's willing to drop a kit off and just get in the sauna. But it was, like you said, it was massive. It, it, completely irrelevant to the story anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is relevant about this story? This yeah. is the question. And she's next. The This was quite creepy. 
the empty man was like lurking within the steam and but then there's random scissors that come out of nowhere but and the empty man's stabbing her just under her eye yeah, as well it's a good kill like again this this is another point in the film because by now we haven't really got into the cultist stuff yeah i was like this is not that bad like i was watching it and thinking it that's a good kill like i like the um it's similar to her well no not so much but I like the fact that you you see the running man stabbing the running man, the empty man stabbing her with these scissors. <laughs> the um, running man. And then. But then she's stabbing herself. Yeah, but then it cuts to what is actually happening, and it's she's stabbing herself in the face. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a good kill. So we uh, we then move into the cult section, and that's Pontifex Society, and it's known as a doomsday cult. And tulpa equals mind made body slash thought form. So it's the idea that you think something so fiercely and in such a group that it manifests itself to be, I presume. Yeah. yeah sounds we'll about get, right. We'll, we'll go, with, we'll go with that. I mean, it's fucking bullshit anyway, so why don't we just, we may as well have more bullshit. Yeah, why, I mean, we're making this better rather than worse. We should have So it. we're in the building now, aren't we? Yes. Did you notice the paint on the wall? Is it the same one as the one that's um, the black void? No. Or is it the same one that's on the cabin wall? No. The painting on the wall oh, of the on. Pontifex building is... A painting of the mount, exact the exact spot where they fell into that hole where they oh. found the skeleton. I know, I noticed that. As Why well. there? It just I don't know. Maybe that's where he. I, I don't know to be fair. Well, of all the places to have a worshiping ground for a. What well, do, like do you think? Thing. Do you think it? Well, again, we're writing it here for him. The might, by the way, they might have included this in the film. I can't remember. It was so shit. But, but to me, to me, it, could it be? Because it's in, it's in Asia, I'm guessing, because you see, I, I'm sorry if this is wrong, but I think the monk's on the back of the truck right at the start when they're walking up the mountain. I'm not 100% sure. But I'm, I'm, I think it might be in Asia, so maybe he was, maybe like some sort of, um, what's the word, like religious group or something who knew about this, thought we, we can't destroy it, let's put it out of the way as Yeah, because it's not in plain view is it it's not no, like people no, go down to have, worship yeah it. so maybe that that was the idea that we'll put him at the top of this mountain no one's ever going to go there we'll bury it in this hole like so maybe that's why it's there and possibly yeah maybe. that's what makes sense to me anyway yeah so then amanda james goes to visit amanda's mom and they have this like really close moment and i did think i was like oh are they were they seeing each other but i, I didn't really think about it because it was just so irrelevant so that's the first night james wakes up and he hears a noise and shuts the door and grabs a bat. To be fair, the place, the bits where he's in his room are quite creepy. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Like the bit where he's at the stairs. Yeah. And he like just hooks. Oh, that bit him, made yeah. my toes curl. But he shuts the door and grabs the bat. He looks under the door and sees feet, but then they sort of raise up. Yeah. And there's nothing outside when he opens the door, but his front door is wide open. And we know that he's heard him. So that sort of sticks to the law of the, the empty man, yeah. doesn't it? Then we get to James's day two. So he goes to Pontifex and fills out a questionnaire. I thought this was very, very interesting, I want to say. Because I didn't know if you got a glimpse at some of the questions. Yeah. But it was like, do you believe in more than two genders? Do yeah. you believe? And I was like, are they implying that if you're more open to stuff like that, if you're more open to there being more than two genders and gender fluidity and, and in between rather than a right and a wrong, are you more likely to become involved in a cult yeah that throughout the film whenever you're in the pontifex building or surround or there's any type of cultist members about they're always either hearing or speaking like there is nothing like there can't be anything because there is nothing yeah. and that's why the the they sit and look at the black painting because it's just a void it's nothing that from from what i gathered the the idea of the cult is there is no such thing as reality nothing's important nothing matters um like everything you believe is wrong, that kind of thing. It's, it, it this is what I mean. The cult, it's not even like the cult was, the, the cult was probably one of the strongest bits of the film in terms of, for one, the, the building, I really like the, the setting, the, the scene. Yeah. It was, it kind of, it felt so big and so mazy uh, with all the different floors. Uh, but yeah, it, the, the, the link is just too weak between the empty man and the cult. That's that's what I what yeah. I got from it. It would have been nice to sort of eradicate the empty man completely and just have the film focus yeah, on his cult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And him finding out that he'd been brainwashed at the end. Like that would have been. I'd have loved that. Yeah. That'd... The, the, if you take out the the creepy element of the empty man and say they just worshipped this this 
entity and it, you didn't have to stand on a bridge and blow yeah. into a bottle it would have been so much better yeah. like don't confuse the two yeah definitely and he ends up in this filing room filing room and it's full of manifestations so it's it labels like manifestation 26 manifestation 27 and there's loads of them and he ends up underground in these tunnels and there's a group session going on he makes a noise and they think it's a manifestation, but something else is making the noise and they're all blowing bottles. And then if you like, it cuts back and there's like the two lead cult members like in the doorway and it's quite dark from it. And it reminded me of, you know, Halloween when you can't really tell if Michael's there, yeah. but they'd played on that trick and it, that did creep me out a little bit, but this is where it's, crazy this is where it just throws me because i'm like so he was two he was in two places at once or did they manifest that he was at the top when he was actually at the bottom i'm not sure like have what we, the have fuck? We, have we gone past the preaching bit where is in the fucking yeah we have do you want to cut that well I, I was only gonna say that preaching bit reminded me of the amanda scene so they, they go into this hall where there's this preacher's kind of doing a lecture on the call um and it is quite important because he does say uh I'm glad you stayed longer this time, insinuating that it had already been there before. Yeah. But again, the preacher's just talking in fucking riddles, like talking absolute waffle. And it, it, I think they tried to make that seem creepy, but they, over, it, they overdid it and instead you just get confused. And you're like, like halfway through the preacher talking, I was like, fuck this, like, I've lost track completely. Yeah, you just don't know nothing to say makes on. any sense, yeah, which makes for a pretty bad dialogue in a film. And he's talking about Amanda... And oh, there's like a, I put like Amanda question mark, and he says that he says we've got big plans for them, but it's not Amanda they've got big plans for. It's him. Yeah. And so you automatically think it's Amanda, but it's not. And She's then, just the the, the the other students or whatever you want to call these cults in training. Uh, they're uh, it's quite a, a good um, a subtle inclusion, but when. The preacher and James is talking. Everyone else is fixating on that conversation, so it's yeah. kind of like the no James. Like the, the it's not because if if you are stood in a hall and someone's talking next to you, you're not gonna unless you knew that person, you won't you won't be interested in what's going on. But every single one of them are, are trying to listen in on this conversation, which yeah. I thought was because you do get the feeling that obviously it's a cultist hall, something's always not right. But you do get the feeling that you don't know exactly what's going on here, which was yeah. which was good. I, I, I enjoyed that part. But we learned that Pontifex have files on all the kids that have played the Empty Man ritual. Yes. So they're all there. Yeah. And that sort of leads you to believe, okay, is there something to do with the cult? Are they doing something sinister that's... Or have they all been and taken the quiz? Like, yeah. have they all got involved that way? Because how do you find out about the Empty Man? I think... So... As we're discussing the film, I think now what I'd put it down to is what I said earlier, where if there's two types of people who do the Empty Man, there's the people who know about Pontifex, and then there's people that don't. I feel like it's the people that don't are the ones that will get killed eventually. And it's the ones who know about it. Yeah, that they get involved in the cult kind of thing. They get spared. So James ends up going to the cabin, and there's a shitload of empty bottles everywhere. I don't know if anybody picked up on that, but that was interesting. And it's got videos of the manifestations. And this was pretty vile, this bit. So there was a guy on one of the manifestations that he picked, disemboweling himself and painting a mural with the blood. Yeah. And he turns around and has a look and the the picture's still like stained on the wall. Yeah. It's quite creepy. The, eye, the eyes in that video are horrible. Like, yeah. They're, they're glowing at you. He's just are, staring like at him. Yeah. And the fucking teddy bear vanished. There was yeah. a moldy teddy bear involved as well and that's gone. And outside, there's a huge cult gathering. And oh. a point that I picked up on, when, okay. he's, when he's searching through this cabin, he finds a file with his name on it, and there's nothing in it yet. And he, it, he, I quoted it, he put, you guys are funny, and he has like a little joke about it. But you've witnessed a mass suicide of kids hanging. There's missing people all over. Um, you've known, there's this huge cult organisation. Surely you take it more serious yeah, than you guys. I would be out of that like, city. You, you guys are funny. Like, look at the videos you've seen, the deaths you've seen. Like, this is not funny anymore. I'd be like, fuck this. Like, yeah, I am out. Moved. So, outside there's a huge cult gathering with a huge fire taking place. He turns away and then the back lights go out. I really like this scene, by this the way. This creeped the fuck like, out as, of me. As soon as I saw him all running around a fire, I was like, fuck yeah, like, this is cool. But I knew, as soon as I saw that light go out, I was like, it's, something's going to happen, it's going to turn on and they're all going to be staring at him. 
And I was like, oh shit. It was oh, a way shit. like he took a step back and then they'd all take one step towards yeah, him. Yeah, like the empty man. Yeah, he took another step back and then took another step towards him. And then he just goes, yeah, no. Yeah, no. That was like, probably one of the most genuine reactions I've seen yeah, in that horror no. film. That's exactly <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck this and leg it. And that was so tense as well. Like they were climbing all over his car and stuff like that. Like, this bit creeped me out. Yeah. It was creepy. And he goes straight to the police, but they don't really do fuck off. I think the cops are in on it. I think the cops know about Pontifex. Do you reckon? Pontifex. And that, uh, that was not confirmed. It, won't, it wasn't confirmed, but it, it reiterated in my head when the hospital staff went out on the end. I was like, all oh, right, so, yeah, so who, with the nurse so who doesn't know about this kind of thing? Okay, no, that's clever. That's right. So he works in a shop that sells weapons. He locks and loads and then goes to the neighbour's house and wants Nora to leave for a few days. And there's a phone call with that weird fucking whispering again. Yeah. And I absolutely hated the whispering more because it was like, it creeped me out. Like, I get... I, does ASMR affect you? No. So I can look at... Question uh, for you, though. Okay. Just before I get into this point, because I saw a TikTok yesterday. And uh, it... What... Oh, I don't even know how to ask you this because it's so such a broad question, but what I... What do you think is the most original ASMR video you can think of? What's the first one? It's in a kids' film. Oh, I don't know. Um, people, people listening will, will probably agree. The original ASMR. The, the the original ASMR, the most satisfying ASMR in in history. Um, original ASMR. I'm trying to think. I don't really. I would maybe go with something from like Dexter's Laboratory. No, no, it's, or... from, it's from a it's from a it's from a kids' film. Well, it's a kids' film. It's an animated film. It's a kids' film. Right. Uh, we've seen countless times. Every everyone's seen it. Go on. It's the scene in Toy Story where they repair Woody and clean him. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I like to go the, over the, yeah, the, 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 the original <laughs> ASMR. Someone yeah. put on TikTok. It was. Oh, the someone, bit where they put the paintbrush over his yeah. boot and it smooths out the Andy. Yeah, oh, it's that. class, isn't it? I, I saw it was on TikTok and the top comment was. Um, this is the original ASMR. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's true. So I, in, like, I am, uh, I don't, I'm affected by ASMR in a positive way. Like, it's never a bad way. But, like, if I watch a video and, like, it's an ASMR video and they're whispering and they're like, oh, you just let me sort the parting in your hair. God, do you actually like hair. that? It, that creeps I get, me the fuck out. I get tingles down my spine and I can feel it. I can feel oh, something brushing no. my hair. It's really weird, and I, but I can do it. It creeps me the fuck oh, out. Oh, I love I it. it. And it's like, oh, um, let me just make this friendship bracelet. It's just but gonna I, go around your wrist, and I'm like, oh. But I also hate, like, you know, say if you was to, say if you was to mouth your words, you can still hear like your lips smacking and your tongue moving. I hate that shit, mate. And when <laughs> ASMR comes whispering, you can hear all that when they're talking, and it, oh god, it's fucking it's like, sends can me. Can I apply your lip gloss for you? Oh god, no, I can't stand it. Get, get, rain, get rain on a tent sound for it 10 It gives hours. me like full on shivers, like, but. Um, well, does, it, does that count as ASMR? Like, when, I, when yeah. I go to sleep, I put like rain on the yeah. tent for 10 hours. Oh, yeah, no, I like that stuff. But my point was with this the, the, the whispering, when I hear that whispering, it feels like it's going through my ears and it, it tenses me up. Like, whenever I hear it, and it's not just in this film, but it's like in The Devil Inside, where it's like. Like, I, I just can't stand it. It really freaks me out. Like the uh, Insidious, a baby monitor. Yeah. I want your baby. I want, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh No, oh, honestly, it, it sends a shiver down my spine. So this really fucked about with my ASMR like, ability here because I was like, oh, I really don't like that. Mate, literally, I'm just thinking about the Insidious scene now. That film is fucking terrifying. Oh, God. What a film. I want it now. Oh, yeah, that is creepy. I watched that as what You know the history of the lipstick demon? Like, yeah. the, the thing... I watched that at about nine o'clock at night. Where's my... Uh, and then it came on and I was like, Ugh! Let me show you my... Uh, well, if you go on my YouTube... Oh, shit. On my YouTube right now, the thing that I've just finished watching is The Conjuring, the history of Valak. Yeah, I was watching the Valak one because you were making me howl. But <laughs> Bella looks like the original Valak. <laughs> I was like, it's so true. But yeah, so that real like the whispering really fucks with me, and like auditory things really mess with me in films. If I watch a horror film and I'm scared, I won't cover my eyes. I'll put my hands over yeah, my I've ears. Noticed. It's the have you? Yeah, in cinema, 
Do I? Yeah, now and again, yeah. I've seen, I've seen you just like move your arms up like yeah, that. Yeah, even if I'm not like closing it off completely, it's sort of like nothing can get me because my ears, my hands are closer <laughs> to my ears. And I don't know why, but I've always done it. Like visually, nothing bothers me. I could watch a jump scare on mute without an issue. Yeah, yeah. I think that's because the sound is a scary bit. Because yeah. it's instant. It's like from quiet to loud. Like, it, I'm the same. If I cover my ears on a jump scare, it doesn't scare me because it's yeah. just a picture. But it's just... A, like, auditory stuff creeps me out. Really creeps me out. But they... Have you seen, like, on YouTube, they do, like, horror order, horror auditory videos where you put your earphones in? No. And, like, they simulate different situations. It's horrible. Oh, fuck that. It is literally... We should do it as a mini spin-off episode. <laughs> Just listen to us screaming and crying <laughs> about it. But, yeah, it the whispering did make creep me out. But Nora does follow him, so she believes him. She she goes to leave, and James, this this one is very good. So this is the next night James yeah. is at home, and he's asleep in bed, and then he hears something, and it's sort of like there's a, it's almost like there's a coat on the on the, on the, on the stairs, the floor, the hallway, yeah. yeah, and then it just rises up, rises yeah, up, fucking creeped me Scary, out. Scary, yeah. This is what I mean. It. It has the, it had the potential if it just it chose did. either cultist or, or creepypasta. The doorbell rings, but there's nobody there. And when he opens the door, the more the teddy from the yeah, cabin the sitting there back. waiting for him. Like, why would you bring it in? Yeah. Why? Again. I'm just, not, not just for the spooky purposes, but it's fucking disgusting. Just schoolboy error, isn't it? Yeah. And he but he doesn't take meds that morning. However, no. he does put his wedding ring on. So did they manifest him to have a wedding ring? No idea. And also, in the like dreams he keeps having, well, the nightmares, it keeps going, where were you at the time? That's never explained. Where were you and what? Is I think that because it, I he think doesn't it, know where he was? No, I think it means when his wife and child died. Was it a car accident? Yeah. Like, I think that's what it's supposed they to be. They went off a bridge. Making him feel guilty, yeah. I think that's, so where were you? Well, sorry, but even if you want to have an affair and you want in that car, it's not going to save him, is it? So. Or was it saying, where were you, as in the cult, if the cult were brainwashing him? They were constantly questioning him until he answered it I, th- I, think, I think that's the idea, is to try to wear him down and, and make him vulnerable, because they say that yeah. the demons... Uh, they need a living yeah, vessel, they, they, they go, need they a go for the vulnerable. Vulnerable one, yeah. So it hits day three, and he ends up in the hospital, and he's watching people dropping on the knees in front of this guy in his life yeah, support. which was Paul, which I liked. Yeah, and it, I didn't know that until the end. I, I spotted it straight See, away. See, I didn't, I and I was it. like, well, what the fuck's this guy got to do with anything? I put in my... Uh, I put in my notes, but holy shit, is that Paul from the beginning? But then there's this guy that he saw outside the Pontif... I want to call it the Pontifex. 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 The Pontifex mu- um, cult ground? The cult yeah. building? Yeah. And he's also, yeah, he's also in the hospital and he pepper sprays him. Because we, we meet him earlier on in the film, don't we? Yeah, the just outside the Pontifex. I put in my notes straight away, I put this guy's dodgy. Like, yeah, he was dodgy. Let me just trust this random guy in this building full of absolute nut jobs. Like, I'll, I'll trust everything he says. And he abducts him and <clears throat> he talks about the between one who needs an empty man and he says, you're coming down with him. Yeah. So it's like it's an infection. He, he says it's endless black chaos and he also says, um, oh, I'm sure I noted it down, yeah, that... The young oh, and by this point, he found the file again, did he? That no, maybe not. Yeah, the file on him yeah. was updated. He found all his information and picked, that's just after it. Yeah, yeah. But the the young lad when he says, um, "You've got the itch and you don't even know it yet," insinuating, it's in your brain. That, insinuating, yeah, that he is that he doesn't even know, which would explain why he's been in these places that he doesn't know because they're saying you don't even realize yet what what what's happening. Yeah, and he says like. He says, where's Amanda? And he's like, she's on the bridge. And he's like, there is no bridge. Weren't you listening? Yeah. And it, it's sort of like, what's real and what's not anymore? But he ends up going back to the hospital after he's found the file on him. And he's uh, he's not on life support, this guy. Because I thought he was on life support. But the nurse says it's very rare for someone not on life support to be in the ICU for so long. Yeah. Because he's not dead. He's just sort of being harbouring this just, He's just a vessel, virus. isn't he? That's all, literally all he is, is a vessel. Yeah. And the guy in the hospital is a John Doe, but we know that it's Paul. And we don't know who pays the bills, and there's lots of visitors. The nurse looks sus as fuck when she's saying yeah, it. Yeah, you, you tell straight away, oh yeah, the nurse is in on this. Like Because at first she's like, I can't tell confidential information, but then she tells the whole backstory. Yeah. Uh, obviously the cult are paying the bills to keep him alive. Or yeah. no one, maybe, because... 
at the, the end hospital, of the, the hospital are in on it, yeah. But Nora, sorry, um, Amanda is in the room with the dead, not dead guy, and Nora doesn't like. He calls Nora to let him know that Amanda's there, but she doesn't know him. Yeah, Nora's like, who, who, like, who are you? It's yeah, no she didn't have a clue, and. We learned that there was 500 years between the last carrier and this one, so the Empty Man has not been around for 500 years, but I presume that every time somebody does the ritual, he gets like, a test for an I, empty I, vessel. I think when, when the vessel dies, if he dies inside a vessel, if the vessel that he's in dies, he'll he'll banish, and the only way you can get um, you can get a new vessel is if someone comes to his grave or wherever it was at the start. That's probably yeah. why, because... And that's why he only comes around every thousand years because it's not every day that someone's at the top of a mountain gonna, falling into that. Yeah, crevice. fall into that. So that's um, that's why the cult's so fixated on manifesting a new vessel for him before the before Paul's body gives up and then he, he gets back to square one. Yeah, and she says, you know, the indiscretion with the mother because she, he slept with Nora apparently the night. The, well, the evening of the funeral and wake for her actual father. Yeah. Uh, but that never happened. She was like, I wrote it in your script when I made you. Yeah. The, see, this, again, this film's gone gone out there and thought, we'll put a massive twist in there, which everyone loves a twist in a film. However, I don't enjoy twists when I feel cheated out of it. I don't... If there's signs in the film where you can kind of... When it... So at the grand reveal of the twist and you're kind of like, oh, I remember back then when yeah. you thought that, well, if you'd have looked a bit closer and you're like, oh, fucking hell, yeah. But this isn't one of them cases. It's, you, it's just completely The, the audience there. never had a chance to figure out this. It, it was just kind of, oh, by the way, all of that was bullshit. Well, it cuts back to a flashback and it was very Prisoner of Azkaban, I thought. So back in the tunnel when he first goes in the Pontifex headquarters... Um, when he hears the noise and all the group turn in the circle to see what the noise was, yeah. it was him. Yeah. But he didn't know it was him yet. And that's like the Prisoner of Azkaban, you know, where Hermione makes the wolf noise. Yeah. But they don't know it's Hermione yet. But why? Not a fucking clue. Yeah, literally, literally why? Why is the two of him... Why is he... Because it seems that it, it, the, the first time you're at that scene where he's on the top side of the stairs... You can't. You think they're calling out the empty man, like that they're, they're summoning not. him, but it's actually him. But it, it's just it, the clutching at straws here. Yeah, I, I think that it was like a, it was like an overload of things. This film, it's, it's hard to explain. And then the vessel, sorry, the empty man, the the whatever the fuck it is, the entity pauses empty man shit into James, and then nothing exists. The whole world doesn't exist. His world doesn't exist. He shoots Paul. The demon looks pretty badass, to be fair. Yeah. It looked good. He shoots Paul. He looks like a Dementor. Yeah. Shoots Paul. Because I'm guessing that's... Do you know what? I Something that I want to speculate. When he shoots Paul, Paul wakes up before. Mm. Just before he does it, his eyes are open. And his eyes seem... This is going to sound really daft, but his eyes seem really young. Um, and I'm wondering, is that is that... Paul finally being allowed back into his own body. Yeah. And then he just gets shot straight away because now he's now um, the entity swapped vessels. Yeah, he's now in James. Yeah, so he's that now Paul's got his body back kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, And then be. instantly he's just shot. Yeah. So it made me, it did, I felt a bit bad for him. But all the staff approach him and Neil and apparently he's only been alive three days and that and he was in Antenna and... That, that, that was it. it. What the fuck did I just watch? That was my final note on it. I didn't mind it. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't the best. I do apologise. Like I feel like it's worth an it's apology. No, it's not worth an apology to me. I don't. It, it wasn't on that level. Uh, it was just. It was just a confusing film. It, it, it's not. It wasn't very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that as in satisfying as in pleasant, but I there mean... There was just no closure. There was e- no even reasoning. Film, even films with bad ending and stuff like... Yeah, like you said, there was just... Uh, it it was it's just a weird film. It try, I think it tried too hard. It tried to do too much. It did, and it and in turn it just didn't do much. Yeah, at all. it just didn't quite hit the mark. But again, it was the acting was was good. It was there was it wasn't like cheesy, no, no, it cheesy was acting. But I had no attachment to any of the characters. Oh no, I couldn't have cared less. For for example, right, Hereditary. I didn't really grasp it, but straight after I was on Hereditary, ending explaining yeah, talking watching it, about it because yeah. it, it was in it, it was. 
it wasn't confusing, it was mysterious. The two different things, like confusing. It gave you enough to be able to go off to think, oh, right, yeah, com- this com- one. Confusing is just getting all muddled up, whereas mysterious is, oh, I haven't figured it out yet, but I want to know. Like, yeah. Whereas I don't think there is any figuring out that film, it's just a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a mess. That's what I would describe it as. So, behind the scenes. Budget. I I don't know any of the actors, so but the film was really well choreographed. Uh, is that the right word? Oh, it's like danced in. Yeah, it? what's the word? Directed. No, shot. Yeah, sounds sounds similar. We knew what you meant though. Like cinematography, it, it looked really it, good. Yeah, it's good cinematography. Cinema, um, cinematography. It was a long film. I'm, I'm too gonna, long. So the bu- I want to say the budget was eight million. Sixteen million. Hmm. I'm only three off hitting the mark on that one now. Yeah, and what was the box office? Did it go in cinemas? I don't think so. Um, 24 million. 4.8 million. Ooh. Oh. Did it fucking tank? Did it tank? Ooh. I ask you. Won't be seeing a sequel then? No, but you've been empty, man. The half full <laughs> man. <laughs> the bankrupt man. <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie was so unprofitable that not even home video release could save it it was based on a comic series though the word pontifex means bridge maker or man who negotiates with god right which mm, ooh, we can look <laughs> at two greek words and put them together and make <laughs> sorry so 3 or 4 a.m is shown as the time repetitively through the movie and the ending scene shows 304 as well the blood spatter of Paul looks like the resemblance of the painting in the cabin when he shoots him in the head. It looks very similar to the guy Fairs. painting the blood on the cabin. And it, they were screwed over by Fox. It was advertised a week before release. Oh, shit. Well, I don't, to be fair, I don't think it would have done anything. Who would want to fucking anyway, advertise yeah. this? Like, if that had had like, three weeks marketing, that would have still done very little, if nothing. Sorry. So, yeah. My would you rather, that's not a would you rather, but was prepared way in advance, so it wasn't like a last minute thing. Right. If well, you... All right, sort of dig. Non-taken. It wasn't. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, no. Right. If you could manifest someone right now, anybody in the world, who would it be? What? So if I could just have them? Yeah. Manifest anybody in the world right now, who to would what? it be? Just to live with me? Just yeah. To... Just to be there. Um... It can be a fictional character. It can be a real person. Bloody hell. But like, if it's a character, it's got to be like that character. And am I doing this... Because I could give you some... Am I doing this out of interest or out of, like, profitability? Because obviously... Any. Right, I'm going to pause it then while I have a think. Right, so after a little think, my... Um, the person I'd manifest would be David Gordon Green. Who's David Gordon Green? He is the one responsible for Halloween ends. I just, I just want right here, right I, now. I just want ten minutes alone in a room with that motherfucker because he's got that. There is some serious debts to pay. That's such a fucking good one. <laughs> he, he's got some questions to answer. All right. Uh, so yeah, I would uh, I'd manifest him. Yeah, that's a good one. In a in a room, locked room with no cameras. <laughs> yeah, okay. that motherfucker. Okay. What about you? I'd probably pick somebody from history, like, I would really like, I, I, I don't know a specific person, I mean, so I'd, I'll go with, like, the captain of the Titanic, or something like that, because I'd just love to know, like, what it was like, and, like, what actually happened, because nobody will ever be able to tell you what it was like. Apart from the people who survived and told you after. Well, yeah, but <laughs> they were higher class, weren't they? Yeah, so the, well, the, ca- they the captain knows, will know how every, how it all went down. Yeah, like, like I would he, love to the know. The people on the boat will just be like, yeah, we're fucking cold and wet. Yeah, That's but like the captain will be... <laughs> what in it? What an absolute... What, dis- an what a disrespectful, <laughs> disrespectful thing to say. <laughs> one of the most... It's tra- one of the most... <laughs> one of the most tragic events in the <laughs> In naval history. It was cold and wet. Yeah, one, of, one of them's like, had Fermi in a hospital bed recovering and someone goes, what was it like? Cool. Oh, cold and wet. <laughs> <laughs> so out of touch. 
insensitive. So, right, what's your midweek next week? What, you're asking for that information now? I thought we just told the next film we were watching. All right, yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing for midweek. We're just going to have a chat. For fuck's <laughs> sake. No, no. You are I, the no. most ill-prepared individual. No, no, because I've, I've got time to prepare it, but I feel like it would be good just to have like a non-scripted chat. So I'm going to... I'm going to get a list of look, horror... F- no. Gonna... <laughs> One fucking viewing of Happy Hour Live on tour and look no, at him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a list of the fil- uh, horror films of 2023 and we're going to discuss them. Okay. Ones that we'll know about, ones that we've seen before, so like the new Saw, the new Scream, like, and, and other, the new Conjuring's, new Nun. Like, okay. gonna, we'll just have a talk about what we, what we want to see, what we don't want to see, stuff like that. Yeah. So that'll be out next week and then the week after will be the Pooh Keepsy tapes. Uh, one of my favourites, you know. I've seen it once. I really, well, it's different. It's a different type of horror film. Yeah. I do I do really enjoy it. I've watched it quite a few times. It's been times. a long while since we've done a fan it's, it's quite well. a, Yeah, it's quite a um, it's quite a brutal one as well, I think. It's one of the most... It is if, if you haven't watched brilliant. it, I'd recommend watching it, but only if... Oh, like, kind of like a trigger warning. It, it, I'd imagine for some people it could be quite disturbing. It is a... Uh, yeah. For people, for like some of the films I've watched, it don't scrap it like it don't touch the sides. But for for your more, I wouldn't recommend it to someone who probably isn't into horrors. If you get me, yeah, it's I kind of uh, should have got. Up. It was it. Shah's cousin. She got yeah, Shah's cousin on this one. Yeah, Traumatized him for life. Yeah, Shah, my partner's cousin messaged about the podcast, but saying when can he be on? But he doesn't watch horror films. He's watched Hereditary and that's it, I think. So it should I, be quite funny, though. So I told him to watch Insidious. I said that should be the Brilliant. next... Brilliant. That, that is a film I'd recommend to anyone who doesn't like horrors. To either yeah. get him completely hooked or to scare him away scare and never watch stupid. one again. I feel like if Insidious had come out when you were five, you'd have been fucked. Yeah, 100%. Right, yeah, I don't think you'd like horror films. First time, I don't know if you remember, the first time you made me watch it was on the bedroom that I shared with Eloise on my single yeah. bed with earphones in on your laptop. Yeah, Terrifying. I remember that. Terrifying. So, uh, yeah, we'll do uh, a little... 2023 horror expectations yeah next week and then week after we'll do Pookie's tapes yep sounds good to me well thanks for listening bye